played a wedding on a boat and uh it's all the wiser for it although the entire time i was going around this boat i was like this is the bad place this is um this is hell i am a hundred percent sure of it um yeah it was um so it was i was describing it to so i matched on hinge dating app uh with the uh former event organizer of the um the like the boat that I was playing on and I was like oh my god I didn't know he was the former one at the time I was like this is a meet cute waiting to happen I'm gonna get a boyfriend or a date to my brother's wedding in 2020 um sadly uh, he was the former events organizer of the, I'm yeah yeah uh so he was not there but he did give me a lot of information about the boat which was very useful but um it was five degrees which was freezing cold it was tipping it down with rain and I had been sat in traffic for 40 minutes um before I could do my one hour drive uh so like I got on the motorway and then we were just at a standstill while I was listening to Gardner's question time and I was like oh so interesting um so anyway, I got there. Every single ceiling was under six foot. And I don't know if you know this about harps, but they are famously over six foot. Like, this was, um, this was a lot. This was truly, um, yeah, it was, I was basically horizontal getting my harp around this very tight ship. And it was the SSH, SS. Great Britain, which was the like first luxury cruise liner, like before before the Titanic, before I don't know the other luxury cruise liners. You know them, the Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Maria. Uh, before all of those, um, it was uh, it was it was this the SS Great Britain, um, and the toilets were really fancy. They were crapper toilets. Uh, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, but yeah, it, I was, I was, I was doing that. And, um, it was, cause it's a tourist attraction. There were so many tourists on it. There were like 30 to 40 tourists in every single room. And I was trying to get this gigantic harp around this low ceilinged ship. Um, and it was, um, it was truly hell. Like it was, it was uh, like, I, like I was just sort of sat there playing and warming up before the ceremony because it was five degrees outside and it was freezing cold and my hands had gone numb. Um, and I was like, oh, this, this is what, if hell exists, this is what it is for me. I have a residency here. I have to drive an hour and they are just paying me enough to make it a profit. Um, 
that's that's what my version of hell is. Although that being said, I really enjoyed the wedding. Like I really like there were there was a gaggle of screaming children around, which I am always like, please stop that. Why are like why are children attracted to harps like moths to a flame? Like they're just like, oh, a very expensive instrument. Let me just go play and run around it. Like and you and you tell the parents, you're like, this is fifteen thousand pounds worth of equipment. Just please mind your child. Like, and and they'll be like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then they won't be like, okay, go play on literally the other side of the ship. Like, they won't, I don't understand that. Also, there was like a full child fight. Like, it was a bizarre, it was a bizarre wedding, but I had a lot of fun. Um, I had to play, oh, I had to play classical repertoire because they wanted Handel's water music for the signing of the register, which I, uh, they wanted the, I was like, that's a, that's an hour long piece. What are you doing? Um, and she wanted the pipe horn and I was like, yes. Um, but I really enjoyed that kind of very, very subtle, like we're on a boat thing. Um, thought that was very appropriate. Uh, really enjoyed, really enjoyed that. And then I had to play the Queen of Sheba as I walked out and I, um, really took it at too fast a speed for my panicked self and I was like um I feel like I like classical music uh but I hate playing it because it's just it's overly complicated half the time and you just sort of have to figure out what you're doing and where you're going um and I'm very slow at picking it up but it's it's a lot of fun um yeah, so that was last night, and then I kind of got... It was from 3 p.m. until 8 p.m. Uh, I was playing ceremony, drinks reception, wedding breakfast. Um, and, and I got home, and I was like, oh, it was 3.90 for the entire day. And then I was like, that's quite good. And then I realized that I had been there literally all day. Um, so it wasn't wasn't the best. Was I should have charged more. Should have been around... Five six hundred. Never mind. Um, but we live and learn. I'm I'm still at the point where I'm like. We're we're charging, like for like, a wedding breakfast. The idea of charging like three fifty for that seems, like excessive to me. And it's not. It's like normal. That's like a normal rate. That's like less than a normal rate. And I'm just like, that seems way too much. Um. But, like, if you're there for, like, the entire day, that's, like, that's the bare minimum that you should be charging. I don't know. I just, I'm still at the point where I don't, um, I'm not, I'm not charging what I should be charging. And I'm not, like, and I really need to. Because, like, I'm kind of, I'm getting to the point where I am quoting what I want rather than being, like, oh, is that gonna be enough? And I think, um... I think in my mind, my kind of attitude towards giving like quotes for especially weddings is it's shifting from, oh God, I need the work to this is, this is what I want from you. You can either pay it or I will find another wedding. Um, and I think, I think that's been really, that's been like a shift that has been happening happening quite slowly over the course of the four years that I have been doing this professionally full time. Um, and it's just sort of, yeah, I think this year has been the year where I'm like, I cannot, I can't keep under quoting people because it's just, 
it's not going to work out for me in the end. Um, and I think, yeah, it's not, it's not sustainable and it's not really like gonna, it's not really gonna, gonna lead to a successful career if I am like showing up for these 150 pounds wedding ceremonies when I should be charging 250. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's a weird complicated rigmarole of being an adult and coming into, coming into what, like, what you are worth rather than what you think someone will pay. And I think that's, that's a process and it's something that we all do and we all sort of have to live with. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's tricky. And I think the main thing that I've learned this year is to charge up because if you're doing, like, if you are paying, being paid more to be there, people will value you more because they will know that you are being paid more to be there. I think that's just something that's just inherent when you're doing weddings is just like, if you're charging them a lot of money, they'll be like, we're, we're paying the harpist a lot of money. Everyone shut up. Um, yeah, but that's just, I, I just, it's something that I've struggled with for many years and I'm just kind of getting to the point where I'm like, okay, this is, this is how much money I need for this. And I'm kind of cross-referencing like other quotes from other harpists in my area. And I'm like, okay, this is how much they are charging. I need to charge that much. Like, it's not a competition to like under scoop the other harpists. It's a competition of, oh, I'd like to be paid a livable wage. Um, so that's been nice. Um, the rest of this is just a random selection of notes that I have made in my phone. Um, because I just, um, apart from like going to work, I feel like I am just, I'm never playing harp anymore. Mainly because I spent so long rehearsing for that show. You know, the show I did, the only song in my heart is for you, the one woman show that was critically acclaimed, which I did apply for, um, funding to do in, um, Cardiff and Newport again. Uh, so that might that might happen. I may do a restaging of my incredible one woman show. Um, and I, and I did the, I did the application and then I was like, oh, I could have done it in Aberystwyth as well. Cause I really like that venue. Um, the like university arts center is really nice up there. Um, and I'm sure they would let me have it for like a song. Uh, so that was like, that was something that I was like, oh, that would have been good. Um, but like, I'm never rehearsing. I'm not rehearsing for a show. I'm not doing new repertoire and I'm barely playing for fun anymore. So I feel like I'm like, like this week I have played my harp. Well, I played my harp every day because I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to do classical repertoire. But like, apart from that, I'm basically not touching it, which I think is kind of good. I don't know. I'm the RuPaul of harps at the moment. I'm just sort of like, um, so Oprah did this like, RuPaul thing um, where RuPaul is like um, from RuPaul's Drag Race um, for those of you who needed that clarifying and he's like um, I like drag but it's not my passion and if I never had to do it again I think I'd be fine with that because I don't like it's not really like it's not what I really really want to do um, and he's like the only time you will see me in drag is for the money and I was like, oh, RuPaul's a sham. Um, I don't know. So I am to harps as RuPaul is to drag. I'm just sort of like using it to make a living. 
because I really wanted to be an opera singer growing up. And then I wanted to do, well, I really wanted to do musical theater, but um, that's, that's not an avenue that is going to be open to me anytime soon. Uh, unless I, this time next year, I am in a Broadway production of something. Wouldn't that be terrifying? I'd have to go live in a really busy city. That's very expensive. I don't know. Um, but I did hit rock bottom this week. Uh, and by that, I mean, um, I threw up because I ate too much. Um, which is just something we all have to, we all have to take a second just to realize that I, um, threw up because I ate too much while sober. I made a pizza cause I was like, oh, I'm going to have a pizza for dinner. And then I was like, well, that's cooking. I'm going to have some barbecue pork dumplings, uh, which are amazing and from Iceland and wonderful. Um, and yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to eat this whole packet of crisps, uh, of biscuits, no, of cookies as well. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to throw up now. And then I just threw up. Um, so I've hit rock bottom. So the only way up is, um, up. The only direction now is up. Um, so I've just drastically changed my life now. Um, but like, I, one thing I find really difficult about kind of getting your life together in a very simple way is I never make time for meditation. Um, which is something that like, like I technically, I do it every morning when I go to 7am yoga, we have like a five minute seated meditation practice at the end. And I always find every single time I'm just drifting. I need a, I need a guided meditation. I need like someone to be like, stop thinking about your, that boy that you had round last week. Come on now, focus up, focus up. You don't need to, you have nowhere to be. You just have to stop thinking about your emails. Come on, think about your breath in out. I just need someone doing that. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, but like with this classical repertoire on yesterday, on yesterday that I was like panicked about, I realized that um, fake books are just my life now. They just like with the tune and the, and the chords, I'm like, okay, great. Because like, I've been using them for years anyway, because like when you're playing a 27 string harp and then a 46 string harp, you can't be like, I'm going to do the same arrangement for each one because you run out of strings half the time. Um, so it's been, yeah, I've just sort of come to the realization that that is the way forward for me and my family. Um, yeah. So that's about it. I am, um, this is all just a random collection that I'm just sort of trying to string together as, as a, as a coherent sentence, but I'm taking my car. You know, when I, when I hit that deer, um, yeah, the, the Toyota garage and car have finally got back to me. So I'm taking it in on Wednesday and I have no money to pay for it. So hopefully, uh, it, they do it for free, I guess. Um, I don't know. I pay them for something because I, I'm paying, I pay them for something. I pay them for services. Um, servicing. I don't know. Uh, so hopefully they're like, you're already paying us. We'll just do that. And I'll be like, woo. Um, but like I've kind of, apart from that and the stress of being like, this is going to be so much money to fix. I've kind of stopped or I'm trying to stop like worrying about money because like I've spent the last kind of almost decade of my life being like, oh no, 
I don't have enough money to pay for this thing. And then like literally the money will come in like the exact right amount of money. Um, and it's been kind of like years of that at this point, like professionally freelance for four years, I've had literally like, Oh, how am I going to pay for this? And then you're like, you pay for that. Um, and so I'm trying to be like, cause I, I think in my mind I'm doing tiny calculations and not telling my brain. Like, I think, I think I'm like, no, no, you have this coming in, you have this coming in and you can do this. And, and I'm just not telling the rest of my brain, like, it's going to be fine. You're absolutely fine. So, or, or I'm just very, very lucky. Either one. It all works out for old Sammy. Um, so I'm just sort of like trying to, trying to stop worrying about that. Cause it doesn't seem like a thing that I should worry about. Um, couple of last things. Couple of last things. One point is just, it's weird how the saxophone has had a second life as a nightclub thing, mainly because I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw like, like they, it was some, it was some wedding related thing and they had a saxophone, saxophonist. Um, and then I looked at his Instagram cause he was handsome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you expect me not to be a human? Do not expect me to be a thirsty woman on the edge. Um, and it was, it was, he was like an Ibiza based saxophonist. And I was like, that's very strange how that is a, is a, is a thing. Like the saxophone. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably cause you can get them wet and throw them in a bin and they'll be fine. Um, yes, honey, she came to play. Also on, um, Instagram, I'm kind of, um, I'm trying not to be a bitch, but the car dog quartet, um, just, I, I just, part of me is like, you're doing it wrong. And part of me is like, I should be supportive of fellow musicians based in Cardiff. Cause like this week they posted like a post that was, that said last week's weekends workplace. Um, no, no apostrophe over weekends. Um, and it was, it was of, um, what is it? Uh, it was of a vineyard that I played last year, uh, for a wedding. And it was like, it was just like the worst fuse of it. It was like a patio area and there were no harps. And I was, I genuinely typed out, were you waiting tables? Um, because we don't know, we don't know if they were like, I don't know, on the bar or something. And I didn't send it cause I'm trying to be not a bitch, but, um, yeah, <laughs> consider yourself seen. Uh, just like, like they're a string quartet. Literally one of them could have taken a photo and two, three of them could have like looked with their instruments or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Joan Collins character in American Horror Story is called Bubbles McGee. <laughs> um, um, so my other like classical musician thing is like, classical musicians on Twitter that feel like their voice is relevant and, and needs to be heard are something that I've kind of had it with. Um, like the, like the, like the, the Jennifer Johnsons and the, and the Cheryl Forbes of the world, like these classical sopranos and mezzos and tenors and trumpeters who are like, Donald Trump is bad. Theresa May keeps voting against abortion. Um, like, I don't, I don't care. Your voice isn't, I didn't come here to hear your hot takes. That's not, you, like, it doesn't, I think, I think because, 
And I think it, I think it's mainly because they're not, their main kind of thing is that they're not political. They're not like, they're not a political organization. They're not a person. They're not like a campaigner. They're not, they're not, they're like classical musicians. Um, and it's kind of like, it's a weird, um, it's a weird, like, like, like you don't have the position that you need to have for this to like be relevant to anyone. I don't know. I, I have a lot of feelings about it. And I just sort of like, it's like you, you haven't been door knocking. Like, why are you, why are you telling me your hot take on this to jump on a bandwagon? I don't know. I don't know. My uh, last final thought is, um, so everyone knows that I follow a lot of fuckboys on Snapchat. I know. I can't help it. I can't help it. Also, I think Dominic Grab, the, um, the guy in charge of Brexit is really hot. And don't at me. Um, I just think he is. That's just, I, I'm just, I don't know what's, what's up with that, but I just think he's really hot. Um, is fuckboys buying Louboutin trainers. Trainers from Christian Louboutin. Um, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And on that, I will leave you all. Um, for another week. Oh, this week we have uh, the wonderful Rianne Dixon and myself are reviewing every film we saw at Iris Prize. So get ready for a week of nonsense. See you later.